Big Talk Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Great Getting No Giggly Jiggly. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And this is Black and Blue. One of those unknown heroes of the 80s. Say it correctly. Of the 80s. There you go. Let's go, guys. You can let's get all the business out of the way Got right it. now. At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. We are on Facebook. But you know where we are more importantly on? YouTube. YouTube. The Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's Greg with three G's. One in the front. Two, two in, in the, the back. back. Let's go. We got shorts. We got our whole episodes. You guys can you guys can look at us. You guys can look at us in the eyes. <laughs> uh, go check us out, man. Subscribe, like, comment. Um, either I, we we don't have a team. When we comment back or we thumb you up to thumb you down or we love your comments, it's Greg, it's I, it's either of us or both of us commenting back to you. We want to be personal. We really want to get to know you guys. Let's go. Let's really get the conversation started. I don't want to sound cheesy, but... Hey, shut up now. This is Tommy Thayer on lead guitar. There you go. Go ahead. Anyways, you want to talk about this? We're also on Spotify. And we are everywhere else. You want to listen to podcast today. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. I like that, man. Uh, You know, what can I say? I brought this to Chris. Uh, this is one of my favorite albums from the 80s, the mid-80s, uh, when everything was out of control, metal ruled the Los Angeles Hollywood era, era, and I brought this to him. I hope he enjoys this. And There's a lot of specialties, a lot of fun on this. This was a great band from Portland, Oregon that came out, and I love this. Uh, uh, Jamie St. James, the singer, was absolutely out of control. I loved it. Uh, we heard the first song called Rockin' on Heaven's Door. Uh, this is the second album called Without Love, and it just kicks ass. It takes names. And anything else you want to add to that? I want to add a bunch of stuff. All right, go ahead. So like Greg said, um, Greg prides himself on bringing things to my attention. And yes, had I ever listened to this entire album ever? No. Did I know of Black and Blue? Of course, I'm from, I love 80s music. But what did I know? Miss Mystery, hold on to 18. That was it. That was it. That was all I knew of Black and Blue. So we, we were talking, we're like, you know, what, 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 what do we want to do a show about next? You know, what kind of, what kind of, what songs, what, what bands, you know, what albums? And we we're like, let's do something, you know, a little undercover. He said, let's do Black and Blue. I go, okay, you know more about them than I do. What album? Without Love. I said, okay. Put it on. I said, let's do it. And so we're, it was also in the same time, if you guys have listened, you know, we did Extreme. Either that's going to come before or after this episode, not sure. We also did Extreme. So I was listening to it at the same time I was listening to a band I was pretty familiar with. I got to be honest with you guys. I end up listening to this album more than I was listening to Extreme. And I have, yeah! to, I have to tell you guys something. I absolutely love this album. I am, believe it or not, a 47-year-old man. 
Or as my wife likes to say, you're almost 50. <laughs> you're almost 50. <laughs> Woo! And I've learned something new. I love, dude, this album fucking blew me away. Yes. I was so surprised and shouldn't have been at how good this album is. Yes. Is it all great? No. No. But I will tell you this. There are some songs on here. This, like this song. Yeah. This song is fucking great. Awesome. I loved it, dude. I, I, I love this album. Great. Take it away, dude. Just talk about it, dude. So, yes, we're not going to lie. This is one of my favorite al- uh, albums, if not song. This is constantly. I love this song, dude. This song is just constantly playing somewhere in my in my playlist. I have an '80s playlist. I have a 50. metal. I have a metal playlist, and I love this song. And it just kicks ass. And I it's love this so, song. So good, dude. I love the song. How they did it right there. They did the chorus. Jamie St. James brings it up. The vocals on the backside. They cut it right back into the guitar. Dude. Songwriting is great, dude. And I know we're, we can't sustain this enthusiasm through the whole album. I get it, dude. We're really excited to bring this to you guys. This song was really good, dude. There's, I love it. Okay. It, it, I was so like, I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, <laughs> wow, this is really good. Why in the fuck did Greg not bring this to my attention ahead of time? I was like, okay, I know I, Miss Mystery. Let's yeah. listen to the other songs before it. I was like, um, I don't even think Miss Mystery is the best song on this album. It's not. This song is better than Miss Mystery. Okay, now you get a little crazy. No, it's still this okay. song is better. I, I love this. This song is better. It. And there's some others on here that I didn't even think were that good, and then I listen to more, and I go, oh, they're good. I, this is my favorite song on the album. Oh, okay. I listen to this I, one I, like I twice go, in a row. I'll agree with you and saying this is this is definitely my favorite song on this album. On that, um, Black and Blue. What uh, the album before this, their their debut album, uh, the best thing. Uh, now there was a lot of songs in there, but hold on to eighteen was the mega hit for them on that. That's what started them on. They brought this out and it it was super killer. I I really love this song. I really love this album, and I do remember having it on cassette, and I also bought it on CD later on in life. But yeah, dude, this shit's uh, great. I, I you know Chris, I'm super glad you loved it. it but it it fits. The style we we love so much, which yeah. is 80s um, guitar, 80s singing, 80s vocals, uh, the guitar work, the the lead guitar, the rhythm guitar, the drums, the bass, everything we love about the hair, the flash. Like I'm sure you saw some videos. Yep. Well, but, I only, there was only one video for this one. Uh, Miss Mystery. Uh, Miss Mystery. Okay. Which but, we'll talk about the video. I absolutely hated it. Uh, okay. Yes, it's one of the not, worst videos I've it's, ever it's seen. It's not one of the it's not one of the best ones out there. On um, the song track four, "Stop the Lightning." Yeah. At first, I did not like this song. I was like, "God, I don't like oh, I, it." I think it rocks, dude. I did not like it at all. Of course, it grows on you. Um. Um. Yeah. Look at Greg. Look at Greg. Go, go, Greg. I'm just rocking, baby. Um. So then I, but then, you know, as I am, I'm a student of music. Yeah. I can't just listen to it. I got to read these lyrics. This song, to me, seems to be about domestic violence in a relationship, um, things that are going wrong. 
Because there's lyrics in there, stop the fighting. There's things going on, contentiousness. And I love it when people in these bands, these 80s bands, sing about things that aren't about partying, girls, having a good time. When they actually have something to say, which they did a lot of the times, they don't get credit for. This is one of those songs. It's about maybe one of these guys brought this from their child. I know Jamie St. James was the main songwriter, but somebody had to bring an idea of this. Maybe he had it and has experienced it in his childhood. And this is a song that is about watching violence happen in front of you as you're a kid. That's yeah. what I see it as. And it's a it's a well-written song. Um, the lyrics are great. Um, the playing is great. The songwriting is so good. Um, this, uh, If you don't know, uh, Tommy Thayer from Kiss, this was his first band before. Yep, yep. Where, this is where he cut his teeth. Yep. Let's, well, let's him, say him, him and Jamie St. James were went to uh, school together. Okay. In in Portland, Oregon, same high school. Um, that's how they met. They met through somebody else. Zigzag, zigzag. They finally met, um, and they're still like, as far as I've read, best friends to this still day. Today, yeah. Which is great. And Tommy, if they're ever touring and they happen to intertwine, you know, here and there, he'll come play with them. Can okay? Can I comment on that one? So. Recently, Kiss did their uh, Kiss Cruise, and you know they used to have like a bunch of bands playing. Yeah. They did have Black and Blue, a new a kind of new version. I think there was one like new guy, but Tommy came out also, and he played a few oh, songs. Yeah, dude. I think he played the set, or he played most of the songs with him. Like, oh, Tommy Thayer's with us, guys, and then the guitarist whose guitar now that took place, Tommy, he was just in the background, just kind of what do you, you know, do? Just like rocking and rolling, man. I mean, he just had a good time. Yeah, I saw it was on YouTube, and I saw it was like two songs, and you know me, I'm like, yeah, they're not the same. They don't look as handsome as they did in the '80s, but hey, the vocals not like the us, the, not, not like us. us, but the vocals were still there and stuff like that. And Chris, I'm glad you said because this stop, uh, uh, stop the lightning. I love this song. It's another one. It's another earworm for me that I could constantly hear. Um, now so you got the, you got the heavy keyboard. There's a little more keyboard than I would like, and there's a lot of keyboard on this album. But that goes to the producers, and we'll talk about the producers and the engineers for this album. Oh yeah, because we'll these guys. We'll talk about them. Yeah, we got some big big dogs here. Cliffhanger. Um, if you want to bring me to the next song, you can bring me to the next song. Robinson. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> now this song, I would think you would like a little bit more. Well, here we go. You want me to tell you something? Yeah, tell me something. This is my second favorite song. Okay. Um, I, I let me say that I think so. I thought this was a Chris '80s. Oh my God, I can't believe summertime. Bring down the uh, the back seat, not the back seat, but break down like you know, wind in the hair. Well, let me tell you this. That kind of stuff. Let me nature tell you of this. the beach. Without love, nature of the beach. They go like this. All right. Okay. Which one am I listening to? Without love, it's the best. Nature of the beach, it's the best. Without love, what what one am I listening to right now, dude? And it's kind of funny because there's a lyric in here that they see they say the name of it twice and I don't think people catch it maybe they don't know. He says Seaside. Seaside yeah. is a little town in Oregon. Oh. So I'm wondering if he's talking about Seaside, Oregon. Jamie St. James, let us know. Um dude. Yeah, I like so that, dude. I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm going to tell the whole nation this. Besides Miss Mystery I'm, I'm going to flat out tell you, when you said, let's do this album, this is the first time I've ever heard any of these songs. Yeah. So I've only been hearing these songs for 
three weeks at Seaside. And that was the line where I was like, oh, Seaside Body. I'm like, I wonder if he's talking about Seaside, Oregon. Yes. Um, man, I, I, I just grew to this song, man. I loved it, dude. I, I this, this is more than, I might get emotional here. <laughs> more than just a podcast. You know what I like. You yeah. know what you like. And we're just throwing it at each other, dude. And this is something just... Let's do it. And, and, and um, I loved it, dude. I love you for, for putting this in my plate. So songs like this, uh, because I know you very well, reminds me of you because I know how much you love the beach. Like when you were growing up, the beach was a very uh, uh, spiritual place for you, which it probably still is today. You know, like you love the beach, you're a surfer, you know, your family loves the beach. It's one of those things, Chris, where nature of the beach it, you know like summertime girls from YNT is just fun summertime this yeah. song is a fun summertime song I for me it. that I totally love and think it's Southern California style now don't get me wrong they're probably thinking of seaside you know Oregon but our Portland just it's one of those things that I totally knew this this is a Chris song I love this love little it. breakdown the way they right <clears throat> Good, dude. It's so good. This is one of those bands, and I know we all have those bands in our pocket. And Greg, I'm sure, 100% sure, you listen to this and you're like, how did this band not become one of those upper echelon bands? This is one of those bands that for some reason... I, I can't tell you, Chris. Did not... Ma- I, I don't they, know. Okay, Miss Mystery, that's a hit. That's okay. It's not my favorite song, but I get it. It's a hit. Great chorus. The way it sounds, okay. This is a great song. Are you telling me they couldn't make a fucking amazing video for this? Imagine a video for this song. Women in bikinis. We're looking at scantily clads. Maybe a concert on the beach with the waves behind us. Exactly. Girls jiggling and wiggling. Yeah. You know, maybe a little slip here and there. Who knows? Maybe have to censor with some fucking square ass shit. And fucking rocket on heaven's door. Those are three ready for made MTV radio songs. Exactly. How did it not happen? Management, record company. What 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 was the missing piece, Chris? Do people not like making money? I, I <laughs> do people but, not like making money. Okay, I don't get it. You're looking at it at a different. This is a different era. This was they they probably made this record in '84, released it in '85. Where do you go from there? Everything was, there was no internet, Chris. It was all magazines. Let me, let me ask you it this. It was radio airplay. Let me ask you this. And this is, let me ask you this. This what? When did this record get released? Let me 85. 85. September if this, 85. If this record was released in 88 or 89, would they have been huge? Is this, a, are they ahead of their time? Yes. I mean, as cheesy as they are, and as, you know, what, you know what we're getting with the 80s. They're cheesy. They're talking about sex. They're talking about sex. The songs are great. The lyrics are great. The, the melodies are amazing. But were they maybe three or four years ahead of their time? Should they have been an 88, 89 band? And if they were, would they have probably been the biggest thing on the planet? Maybe oh. not the biggest. Would they have been up there? Okay. Co-headlining, maybe? Okay. Listen. This the, album, this album. They, okay, they did have albums. I, they had two or three more albums that were part of the 80s. 
But I'm talking about, I, I about know. this one. You're right. Because they, this was, was their second album, so it was 85. So they're, I, th- I believe if I look back, they were like doing one year an album. Yeah. So they did this 88, maybe 87, 88, 89, that area, that three years. They probably would have done a lot better with what they're singing about, the sound. This is this sounds like it's from 88. This is 85. They're ahead of the times. Okay. Can I talk now? I'll tell you that. I'm I'm just going to take you into Greg's world in 85. Can I talk about the video first? And then you can talk about Because I want to talk about go, the video. Go, 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 go. I'm going to tell you why I hate this video. Fuck you. I watched it the other day. <laughs> okay. Love the song. Yes. Not my favorite. It's no, it's number three or so on this album. I love the song. I'll, I'm going to tell you why you hate the video. I love it. They did no services to the guys in the band. Right. They're sitting out on the wing, and the wind is blowing in their face, and any kind of good looks that these guys had going for them were gone with the wind. I was watching and going, these are ugly guys. And even if they were good looking... They looked ugly because the wind was blowing. It was stretching their face back because it was like they were on an airplane. I was like, this is a terrible video for them. Do, you don't know and where it they killed took, it. Do you know where they took the video from? Where? Twilight Zone. There was a Twilight Zone with William Shatner where he was seeing a gremlin on the plane and he was freaking out. This That was taken from this video Bad. where some guy Bad. was freaking out because... The guys from back in you know, Blue. You know what video I want with this? You know what video I want with this? I'll give you it in like five seconds. A guy driving around in a car sees a hot chick. He's trying to find her the rest of the day. Finally, he finds her at the end, and they embrace and kiss and drive off. That's your music video. That Boom. It. I love it. I love it. That, why that are we work. doing? Why that are we complicating work. shit? That one. So whoever directed it, it's almost whoever like storyboarded a, it, You know what it up. is? It's just like Hot Love from Twisted Sister. Same yes. video. Yes. Basically the same thing. Yes. I love this song. I love this song. I I am so glad you brought the. We get real, like, we, we try to, like... Here's the thing, guys. This is a conversation. We Sometimes we forget there's cameras rolling, there's microphones in our face. We just start talking. This is us. You're, this, this, is is us. Not, this is not an act. This is not a let's do it for the camera. So we start yelling. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to tell you this. I hated this song the first time I ever heard it. I thought this song was garbage. I love this song. Yeah, it's rocking, dude. It rocks so good. At first, I was like, "What's going on with these like claps or slaps or whatever's going yeah, on claps. here?" There you go. That's it. Oh, but dude, this song is killer. So let me tell you my story of Greg in the '80s when this uh, album came let's out. Hear it, guys. I was gonna say it from this mystery, right? So. This is sophomore year, 10th grade for me. I'm in high school. I'm still shy. Right? I'm, I'm not the confident Greg that you see today. Right? This mystery was always one of those songs that I would play on my headphones. You know, we talked about on the Walkman because I had it on cassette. And uh, like when I see girls or pretty girls or girls walking the street or wanting to meet a girl, Miss Mystery was... Hello, Miss Mystery. Here you are. So far from me. That was Greg wanting to have confidence to speak to the girls. And I didn't have it then. I do now, <laughs> but I didn't have it then. That was that's a quick story of how Greg felt in 
1985 high school dorky Greg. But going back to this, this is a rocking song. I love this song. Dude. This is this is just I like it. It's a little different. Um, Let's talk about the band members. Yeah, talk okay. About members? Talk about the members. So we got Jamie St. James, uh, lead backing vocal. Yes. Tommy Thayer, who's now in Kiss. Yes. Plays Ace. It's kind of funny because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come back around to that. Tommy Thayer, lead guitar, backing vocals. Jeff Warner, really good guitar. Patrick Young, bass. Pete Holmes, drums. Listen to this, dude. You hear that shit? Just like the yeah. drums are killer. Um, who produced this album? You want me to give it to you? Yeah, I Bruce know, but... Fairbairn. What? Bob Rock. What? Those were the two main guys, and those are like the biggest. That's how much I don't understand what happened here. <laughs> this should have been like a huge album. Like I'm saying, I think they were ahead of their time. Okay. I mean, Bob Rock went on to do Slippery When Wet after this. Yeah. Um, so obviously he had the chops, but man, I don't know why this album didn't do more. Black and Blue should have been one of those bands that at least, honestly, they ended up being, and I hate to say it, like D tier. They should have been at least minimum B+. They're not like Bon Jovi. They're not ACDC. They're not, I get it. I get it. Those are like starstruck bands. But they should have been like, like, like headlining Arena, not not like football stadiums, but like you know, arenas, arenas, theaters, line arenas and theaters. Yeah, I don't get it, man. This band is killer, dude. I don't so, get it. I don't get it. Before that, as we go on to the next song, we were talking about the band members. Let me say a little bit of what I want to say about the band members. Janie St. James, great singer, back vocal. I love him. I love Janie. He, I think he was great. Tommy, great guitarist. I think it was his the rhythm guitarist, which is Jeff Warner. Now this guy cracked me up because he he could play, but it was his looks that people concentrated on because he was going a little balding at the time. His hair was a little, you know, all these guys. If you look at Tommy, Tommy has a full set of hair. Janie had, Jamie has a full head of hair. Jamie's got the big, huge, like D. Snyder curls. Yes. So uh, 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 Jeff Warner, his hairline was not was was receding. And these guys are in their 20s, right? He's a hairline receded a lot, and you can tell. And this is like the first time you're looking at somebody going, wow, he has a lot. He's losing his hair, but he's trying to keep it sexy and long, you know what I mean, as much as he could. Um, Should have just shaved it. He, no, well, I don't know. You couldn't he, shave it back. That, that you couldn't shave it back but, then. But, but what about um, Paul Gary from uh, um, um, Extreme? He had short hair. The drummer? When? When? 89. Oh, yeah, this is early 80s. You're right. You're right. Okay. I stand corrected. So, Patrick Young, the bass player. Now, this guy was the heartthrob. He was the Jerry Dixon of Black and Blue. How not good, in the studio. Good, not in the studio. <laughs> he was a good-looking kid. He had the looks. All the girls thought he was cute. He was like the Chris of the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yes, he was the Chris of, of the podcast, and I'm the Tommy Thayer. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and Pete Holmes, who drummer, kicked ass, plays name. Now I don't know if you know this, but Pete Holmes was the drummer. Now the new drummer for what the reincarnation of Rat. 
Steven Pierce, he kind of brought Rat back with Juan, and he had some extra players. He brought back uh, um, Pete Holmes, so uh, Bobby didn't want to do it, so but Pete Holmes filled in and helped them out. So that's how I... Can I, I cut you off for a second? Sure, go ahead. I remember the first time I heard this song. I thought it was about plastic surgery. I thought I was looking at... at, at uh, Bombastic plastic, like these broads are looking good, dude. Oh, they're bombastic. Then I actually like looked at the lyrics. I go, "Who's guys talking about records?" And the song is about records, flat, black, spinning music, all these things. This is a song about buying records and finding records that are fucking amazing. Yeah, which is exactly what we're listening to: Black and Blue, Without Love, their second album. Second album. Great album, you guys. You guys gotta go listen to this, dude. Please, please, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Love it, dude. I'm so glad you brought this to my attention, dude. I'm surprised you didn't text me a few days ago and say, "You motherfucker." Well, here's the thing. Doing this to me. When it's an album we both know, I, I've, I'm not gonna tell you I love something. I want to save it for the podcast. I want to save it. I want to see your reaction to me telling you how awesome I think. I was a little nervous until you said I loved it. I was kind of like, is this guy going to rip this shit? Well, earlier today. Because I love it. I'm like, I'll love, and you're doing this. Well, here's the thing is that earlier today we were, you know, know, setting stuff up here in the studio, the state of the art Big Talk studio. And I told Greg, I said, I'm going to leave my reaction for the camera. Yeah, you did. And that's how I was like, like, oh, shit. Uh, this is another great one. Oh, we got the fire. Very high energy type song. I love it. I, I really feel it. I feel it. Other than Bombastic Plastic, not one of my favorites. That would probably be like the low end of the album for me. But I love this. I think it's a lot of energy. But this is one it. of those albums where it's like, okay, I'm gonna rank I'm gonna rank them one through ten, right? Yeah. But number ten is yes. not below yeah. it's still it's like Really good, average shit. Number ten isn't even hitting average. It's still up here. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. It's like, it's like almost like you start splitting hairs and just to kind of rank right? shit. That, that's like, what that was. It's great, dude. That's what I like. That's too. Is, you know, we got the fire. We're we're just excited. We're on. We're, we're hitting it. We got the fire. Honestly, Chris, that's me and you. We got the fire. Well, we do have the fire. We have the fire where it counts, and hopefully where it doesn't count. That was an STD joke. Oh. Yeah, we don't have that here. <laughs> this is the real world. That is, I don't even know what to say. It's like you, you get to a point in our friendship and our podcast where we almost communicate non-communicatively, but we have to verbalize it to the to you know to the nation. I can just sit here and look at you and go like, this is fucking killer, dude. It's hard to verbalize. This is great stuff, guys. Where are you? Where are you at? Where are you at, Black and Blue fans? Let's hear you guys. Let's get out here. Let's go. Right? Jamie St. James, where are you, man? You ain't Warrant no more. Let's go. Right, yeah. I didn't love him in Warrant. Oh, it was, that wasn't. It was a great, great, great little. You know, hey, I gotta support my family. I'm gonna be in in, in Warrant. I'm gonna sing for him. Good for him. Good for him. I will never blame anybody for doing what they love. You got to sing for a world-renowned band. Good for you. I love it. 
you're not Janie Lane, but you were a better than average fill-in. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, but you are the singer of Black and Blue. And Black and Blue is your bread and butter. And this band is killer, and it sucks that they weren't as big as they were. But I'll tell you what. You have 100% gained a fan in me. And I will tout and wave the black and blue flag for the rest of my life. This are, album is Are you interested in going amazing. to the next few albums? Um, That's an experiment that may have to uh, come. Yeah, maybe. Because I know that their sound uh, differentiates. I know that they a little heavier earlier than they kind of did this album and then they kind of went back to their old sound. They, like, changed. Like, did some stuff. And I know that um, Gene Simmons did some production in their, the, the next two albums. Yes. Um, so it's it's different. It's different. Um, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We're going to interject some more black and blue into this podcast. I would say if you go to, if you wanted to go to the next step, do, do Nasty Nasty. If not their debut album, which is called Black and Blue, I, I love it. Well, here's what here's what do we always say? Oh my God, I discovered a band. Now I have to go back. So no, we first have to go back. We got to put the money where the mouth is. We're going to go back. So if we ever do Black and Blue again, it's going to be their first album. Then we'll go forward. I love, I think this song really showcases Jamie St. James vocals. Oh, okay. I think his vocals really get showcased in this one. Um, I didn't know if you felt like this is kind of like, it doesn't fit the album. There wasn't like, uh, what are they trying? Like, I, th- I like I, it. I'll, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I think this album is three years early. It's ahead of its time. This is what bands were doing in 88. Slick. I mean, look who was producing. Yeah. Bruce? These were the producers of the 80s, and this was before they became the producers of the 80s. So this is them doing something before they did what they did. And unfortunately, it's a byproduct of greatness. Um, were there any guests on this album? Let me look. I got one for you. Musicians? Mike Reno? Sure, Mike Reno. Yeah. Lover Boy. Yeah. He sang background on We Got the Fire, which we heard the song previous to uh, Strange Things. So, yeah. You know what? I don't even think that we've even said any names of any of the songs. Can I, I, I should run through them. Um, Rockin' on Heaven Doors, track one. Without Love, track two. Stop the Lightning was track three. Nature of the Beach, four. Miss Mystery, five. Swing Time, six. Bombastic Plastic was number seven. We Got the Fire, eight. Strange Things, which we're listening to right now, was number nine. And Two Wrongs, Don't Make It Love, number ten. I think that's actually a great closing track. I love it. Ah, okay, good. I, like, I think it's a great closing track. Excellent. Uh, you know, sometimes we get carried away talking about stuff. This one of those episodes where we really kind of got enamored in each other's love for each other so we, we we didn't get to get as much into the album but i think you guys really heard what was going on here in, in this album is and i'm gonna say it again it's ahead of its time i've said it 20 times i think this is an album that really would have done better three years later okay i think this would have been a top album in 88 89 i really do it has i mean look at the producers we already said it before so. all right let's you know, go to the next one you know, the only thing I want to say negative about this, there really was a lot of keyboards. There really was a lot of ke- But the element of the keyboard is not bad. 
it just brought the band a different sound that maybe they wanted. Maybe well, they wanted a record that had a, a, a wave of sound that just blew them out of the water. I think that they did because I know on their first album was a little heavier, a little bit a little raw. Yeah. Um, obviously a first album. But, yeah, that wall of sound, like you said. And maybe they did a little overboard, but wasn't that the sound? Could, it was about to come. That's what I'm saying. They're ahead of their time. What would happen in 88, 89? Everybody was using horns, oh, yeah. keyboards. Yeah. Everybody was doing that kind of stuff. They were just a little bit ahead. Now, this song I love because it, it is does have that classic bluesy feel. You know, it's kind of going. And, and if, if you really look at it, Chris, what they're talking about, two wrongs don't make it love. So this is what I take from it. Two wrongs don't make it love. We have a relationship. You cheated on me. I cheated on you. Was it right that we did that? Now, is that right for love? No. Yeah. And that's how I took it. It was like, you I know. Th- I, t- I take exactly the same thing. It was like, okay, whatever our relationship was, you went one way, you did something wrong. I found out I did something wrong over here. And is it, are, are we forgiving? And we're going back to what we had in the beginning? No. Two wrongs don't make it love. And I don't think it's a happenstance thing where it's like, oh, we just discovered we both cheated. I think this song is more about like, oh, you did it, so I'm going to do it. Now we can get back together because now it's even Steven. I don't think, I think that's what the song is about. It's more like that. Instead of like, oh, I cheated too. And you did too? Oh. I think it's more from like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to go do the same thing. Now we can be together because we're even. Okay, because I, I think of it differently. It you was think like, of it like we, we accidentally both cheated? No, I, I think, you know, you went one way, I went to the left, you went to the right. We did something wrong. Is it going to make us, is it is what we did right or is it wrong in our, in our love together? And I think it was wrong. So don't say you did something, I did something. It's all good. No. Two wrongs don't make it love. So They don't. You know what does make it love? Chris and Greg on the Big Talk Podcast. <laughs> you know where you can find us? Where, Chris? At BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. You guys got to go to YouTube. You guys can find us, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. That's Greg with three Gs, one in the front, two in the back. Let's go. Greg, what do you got to say about that, baby? All right. <clears throat> I'm going to say one thing because uh, back in the day, I told you I had the cassette version of this. There was one more song that was on here. It was a hidden track only on the cassette, and that was say, uh, Same Old Song and Dance by Aerosmith. It was a cover. They did that for the cassette only, and it was cool. I had to throw that in. Anyway, okay. Thank you for listening to Back of Blue, Chris. I'm ho- I'm glad, super glad. I can't express how much I I, I love this. That you listen to me uh, and uh, something from the past it was like I never knew this was out there, and now I hear it. And goddamn it, I wish I knew about it ahead of time. So, thank you for listening. Thank you, audience, for listening. Uh, please go take a chance. Take a chance on Black and Blue from their debut album to Without Love to Nasty Nasty. Uh, check it out. It's awesome. This is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya!
yeah.